Welcome back, everybody. We are the Video Store Junkies, and this is Q-Tips. We are back to bring you a few suggestions to watch over the weekend on streaming. And we're going to jump right into this, like always, and I will pass this over to Zach. Well, 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 Renee. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm honored. Uh, this is actually our 100th episode of Q-Tips, so I'm happy what? to be the... No, I'm just, I made that up. I don't know. Oh. Um, anyways, hey, look. Uh, I've, I think I've actually got a bit of a hat trick for this episode because I think this is my third time recommending the same thing, which normally I mm. don't do. Normally I try to hold off, but uh, you've, you've probably, if you listened to this show at all for a while, you probably noticed that if I really like a show, I'll kind of uh, re- re-recommend it when a new season comes out. And this is not a new, new season, but I, apparently I totally missed that one of my favorite shows somehow had two seasons last year, and so I think I recommended it for a second time. Uh, when season three came out, but apparently there's a season four of Atlanta, which uh, came out, I guess, at the end of last year. And uh, if you're not familiar with the show, what is Atlanta about? Well, uh, <laughs> the first two seasons, and really, I guess the first three seasons, are about a, uh, a young hip-hop star who is uh, up and coming in, uh, believe it or not, the the city of Atlanta, and uh, his cousin who's trying to manage him. And uh, the fourth season is not about that <laughs> really at all. Uh, they kind of give up with that narrative, and it's just totally bonkers, batshit. I think I've said this before, but like uh, each season of this show is more and more dreamlike. And there's, I think there's even <laughs> there's even an episode in the fourth season uh, which is entitled something like uh, "It Was All a Dream," uh, <laughs> which which is is thematic to the episode, but it also basically encompasses. Uh, this this season. It's totally off the rails. It's amazing. It's hilarious. It is uh, one of the greatest shows of, uh, I would I would say, the last, I don't know, 20 years even. I would go that far. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, mm. episode, uh, season four is the last season. Uh, so now you can binge the entire series, all four seasons, and you can watch all four seasons on Hulu uh, right now. And uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I don't know what else to say about the show because it's such a weird ride. It starts out very... Uh, with a very clear narrative, and it kind of goes off the rails. And uh, for those of you who don't know, this this show is co-created by Donald Glover, who is a, uh, I think he's a, maybe my age or a few years younger, and he's one of those people that just makes me wonder, like, what I've done with my life. <laughs> because <laughs> he, writes, he writes, he directs, he acts, he's a, a recording artist. He does it all. Uh, he's great in this. But, uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely there. Uh, they knew this was the last season, and they... They didn't. Uh, they didn't care uh, what they were doing. So, and I mean that in, a, in the best possible way. So, anyways, um, speaking of people who don't care what they're doing, uh, Bill, why don't you give us your first recommendation for this week? <laughs> That's completely accurate. So, my theme for this week <laughs> are two films by director Peter Medak. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Not not really a household name, but uh, here's two kind of interesting films. And the first one is The Changeling from, uh, what year was that? 1980, 1980, The Changeling, stars George C. Scott. And um, this is a ghost story. And you know, everyone's got something, something that scares them. That, they, you know, this is, the, these are, this is the topic that really frightens me, whether you believe in it or not. And that is definitely not ghosts for me. I've <laughs> never understood why anyone is afraid of ghosts. They are like the most, unscary thing in the world. If I were walking down a dark street, I would much rather run into a ghost than literally any actual human on Earth. Because 
that's way more likely to be trouble. Um, and I've never gotten this. People say all the time, oh, ghost stories scare me. I'm like, really? Really? Even when I was a kid, you know, in Casper, the friendly ghost. And I never got that. I mean, Casper is like the most inoffensive little bundle of marshmallow fluff imaginable. <laughs> I don't know how he died. He lost his ear. So it might have been something horrible. But, but the point is, he's always got a smile on his face. But when people see this innocuous little ghost... They lose their shit. And I mean, literally, like, like <laughs> their skeleton jumps out of their mouth and runs away, and then the bag of skin follows after it. 11,000 times more terrifying than any ghost could possibly be is the reaction to people seeing Casper the Friendly Ghost. So apparently, I'm alone in this, and people really are afraid. <laughs> but you tell me, oh, this movie's a ghost story, and I'm like, here we go. And for a good chunk of this movie, that's pretty much where I am. It's uh, George C. Scott... He, uh, he loses his family to a car accident. He moves into an old house and he's, uh, you know, sees terrifying things like a ball bouncing down the, uh, the staircase. Totally ripped off from Mario Bava, but okay, fine. Rip off from the best. And then there's a wheelchair, which, you know, if you're afraid of wheelchairs, well, this is the movie for you because that wheelchair is moving like all over the place and, you know, on its own, shouldn't be anywhere. And again, I guess people thought that was scary. I'm like, yeah, okay, a wheelchair is moving. What's it going to do? Uh, exactly. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> but then you know, it's it's a really well made movie. It's got a great cast. It's it's really well shot, and it eventually pulled me in. I'm still not scared, but I got into the story. You know, why is this little boy ghost doing things? And it involves some powerful people and things back back in the bad old days of 1905 and stuff, and uh, vengeance from beyond the grave and. It won me over in the end. So it's on Tubi. It's one of those understated, you know, the critics all talk about it. It it eschews gore and violence in favor of genuine creeps. In other words, it's not at all scary. But <laughs> if you want to watch a movie with your Aunt Mildred and, you know, I'd like to see these horror movies. Well, that's not the time to pull Cannibal Holocaust on the old broad. So show her the changeling, and she'll have a spooky good time, and, and you can all laugh about it. And I guarantee you will slumber peacefully that night. I know I'm shortchanging this film, but it's really well done. And not everything has to be, you know, blood spattering the walls. So there you go. It's on Tubi, the changeling, Peter Medak. And um, I send this over to Paul. Why, thank you, Bill. Um I've got a scary movie that's not scary either. Um, it's actually a horror comedy, and it is Holly Blood, like Hollywood, but Holly Blood from 2022. It's on Netflix. It's a Spanish horror comedy, and uh, in it you have a, a teenage teenage boy who, you know, he, he's smitten with one of his uh, classmates, but uh, she's just she's actually more interested in in vampires. And uh, through quirky circumstances, she thinks he is a real vampire. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, another classmate who fancies himself a vampire hunter uh, also believes this. Oh, yeah. And then the, apparently there is a real vampire in the mix. <laughs> um, it is really fun. Um, it has now granted 2022 is a little late in the game to be doing a making fun of twilight but it does have a, at one point they go to see the the film holly blood which is essentially twilight and it is pretty mm. funny but that's just sort of tangential to the the rest of the story 
really fun film. Um, just just a, a goofy, silly, and yeah. Bill. I they, I think I found a four hundred and first way to kill a vampire. In this All movie, right. So one that's not in your not on your list. Okay. So it's it's really fun. So that's Holly Blood um, on Netflix. And speaking of Spanish vampires, I'll pass this to Renee. My first movie is about family. And you know, you know one thing you don't do is you don't turn your back on family because if you do, you run the risk of them completely going bonkers and trying to kill your whole family. And that's essentially what happens in uh, the movie that I'm going to recommend, which is called Old People. Yay! <laughs> yeah! So I consider this movie to be a cautionary tale of uh, what happens when you abandon your <laughs> parents in a nursing home. So don't do that. Uh, <laughs> so this movie... Whoa! Sorry. Um, I'll start over. <laughs> so this movie is about a uh, a mother and a couple of her a couple of kids. They are her kids. Um, they go back to her hometown for her sister's wedding, and while they're there, they go to pick up their father, who is staying at a local nursing home, which is uh, pretty obviously you know unkempt. And it's essentially the story of of what happens and following the journey of how all these old people just lose their minds and, and go after everybody. So I'm, I'm not selling this very well. But anyway, uh, it's 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 pretty fun. I liked it. It's called Old People. <laughs> and it's on Netflix. Oh, so I'm going to pass this over to Zach. Oh, thanks, Renee. Uh, so I have actually got a, a recommendation uh, for a film that is also, I guess, well, I've always thought it was a thriller. This is a movie that I've it's kind of been on my radar for, a long, long time, but for some reason I never got around to watching it until last night. And now I wish I had watched it uh, a lot earlier because it's a really, really fun uh, thriller. But it's also a really funny thriller. This is a, an Australian film. Uh, the name of the movie is Road Games. And uh, it oh, yeah. comes in one word or two words. I can't remember how it shows up on uh, Shudder, which is where you can find it. Um, but this is a one of, you know, in a long line of... Uh, thrillers that take place on the open highway of course uh being australia there's a lot of open highways uh, this movie stars stacy keach as a truck driver and mm. jamie lee curtis as a hitchhiker now why <laughs> why does an australian film star two american actors i have no idea i'm sure there's a story there um i don't know what it is but uh great casting because i think stacy keach is actually a very underrated actor and he is fantastic in this movie and uh this is Kind of similar to, uh, there are a lot of other movies you could compare it to. I think it, it gets compared to uh, Duel quite a bit because it uh, came out in kind of that same time frame. But uh, like I said, this is a, a thriller. It's about uh, Stacy Keach is a, a long-haul trucker. And uh, he hears that there's a killer on the roads. And uh, he starts to suspect that maybe uh, he's on the trail of this killer. Uh, kind of, uh, like I said, kind of a thriller. But it's it's got some humor to it. It's got some really funny moments it, I, I don't know if it's because it's an australian film but it does kind of remind me of um you know we we talked extensively about the uh mad max films and how those movies kind of have some weird humor kind of sprinkled in so maybe it's a maybe it's an australian thing but anyways uh once again the name of the film is road games either one word or two i can look it up either way uh it's on shutter uh, which is where i found it but it's also on uh, peacock Tubi. 
Pluto TV. And uh, according to JustWatch.com, it's also on the Criterion channel, which I don't know if I believe, but uh, yeah. sure, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if this. I don't know if this movie's ever gotten a Criterion release, but um, it, it definitely deserves one because it's a great movie. Uh, and speaking of things that deserve a Criterion release, uh, Bill, what's your second pick this week? The the other thing that it reminds me, the other reason I like Road Games so much, uh, it also reminds me of The Fog, because you know, oh. Both, because in both cases, you got Jamie Lee Curtis totally putting on these old guys. <laughs> true. Which never actually happens in real life, but okay, it's the magic of Hollywood. So, my second <laughs> Peter Medak movie is a really bizarre one that hardly anyone talks about anymore, but was quite the thing back in 1972. It is The Ruling Class, which oh, is a. Yes. Yeah. Um, how do you describe this? The blackest of black comedies. Uh, this is a dark humored. Yeah, they don't make them like this anymore. In fact, they never made them like this. But this one somehow fell from a portal in another dimension. Peter O'Toole plays the schizophrenic son of a nobleman who, in the opening scene, manages to auto asphyxiate himself while dressed up in ladies' clothes. Um, so the acorn didn't fall too far from the tree. He is insane, uh, Peter O'Toole is. And, you know, this is a stretch, right? I just want to say something about Peter Medak. Um, he worked with Peter O'Toole. He worked with George C. Scott. And he basically ended his career, uh, kind of ruined his career, trying to make a movie with um, oh, uh, Peter Sellers. The trifecta of difficult actors. I mean, if, if he'd managed to maybe get Klaus Kinski and Oliver Reed into a movie, he would be he'd be his own Mount Rushmore of, you know, the greatest director of all time. Um, Peter O'Toole plays this crazy guy who's convinced he's Jesus. And um, there you go. And, of course, then there's the, noble, the, the members of the family are trying to get him committed, which shouldn't be as difficult as it seems because he is bugfuck crazy. Sometimes they break into song and dance, so it's kind of a musical. And you're kind of going along with this as just a wacky comedy about those zany Brits and their class struggle and, you know, just kind of fun and, and goofy. And then it takes such a damn dark... Oh, see see that mean chuckle? That mean, you hear that mean chuckle from Paul? Uh, I've heard that before. Yeah. I heard yep. that when I was in a movie theater once and we went to see Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> it was one of the double features. And um, I forget what the first one was. The, the, it was the, it was with Suspiria. Suspiria. I mean, oh, so Suspiria. Everyone's having a great oh, old time. Yeah. And it's over, and the guy comes out and he says, "So, how many people here have never seen Cannibal Holocaust?" And a, a good third of the audience started applauding. And the other two thirds of the audience gave the same mean chuckle, and I was one of them that you just heard from Paul. Like, oh, this is gonna be great. We'd all seen the movie before. We wanted to watch the faces on everyone else. Uh, yeah, it takes this movie takes the darkest of dark turns. Um, it's still kind of funny, but uh, boy, now it, it was ahead of its time. It did not do well at all, but definitely worth a look for adventurous people looking for. Uh, th this is one of those films that would be made in the seventies and never again. I know movies now they they think they're cutting edge and you know, tackling the tough subjects. Not a patch on the ass of what they got away with in the 70s. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. So that is, it is on uh, HBO Max and uh, not recommended to watch with your Aunt Mildred. 
<laughs> you know, go watch The Changeling again. She's she's old. She's senile. She's probably forgotten that she saw it. You know what you should do with that, Mildred? <laughs> if you got someone like that in your life, find a movie that they really enjoy and watch it with them every single time you see them because it's going to be just like the first and, and they're going to love it. I've already told Sean, if I ever lose my marbles, you know, just give me uh, like a Godzilla or something and uh, I'll just watch it every day and it'll be just like the first time. And that's that's not a bad way to go out, you know? Mm. I got dealt a bad hand here, but I'm making the best of it. This is great advice, actually. And I send this uh, yeah, off I like that. Smart. to... Yes, I send this back to Paul. <laughs> Why, thank you, Bill. <laughs> Bill, Bill if, you ever, if you ever get old and senile, I'm actually going to sit down with you every single day and watch The Goonies with you. No. That's, oh, that's gonna be, that's gonna be your I, inter- <laughs> oh what your did punishment. i do oh, so hell will hell will be a welcome respite from the, the, the true hell that will be my final days on earth wow well let me jump into my recommendation um so recently on netflix they just released a series an animated series that is based on manga by one of my favorite uh japanese uh well, manga is Japanese comics, for those who don't know. My, my favorite manga artist is Junji Ito, who, who who draws the most disturbing and bizarre horror comics ever. Um, I'm not recommending that right now because I have only watched one or two episodes, and I, I want to watch the rest to see if it's worth recommending. But what I do want to recommend is a movie based on one of Junji Ito's um, sort of one of his many masterworks, and that is Uzumaki. Ah. U-Z-U-M-A-K-I from 2000, which they're actually doing an animated version now. Hmm. It's currently playing on Amazon Prime. And uh, it's sort of episodic because the original comic was semi-episodic, though it does have an overreaching story, which is basically it's a town. Uzumaki means whirlpool or spiral. And it's about a town obsessed with spirals, so much so that it they manifest themselves in all sorts of horrible horrific ways this is a live action film that really manages to capture i think some of of junji ito's uh, just amazing artwork but in live action uh and it's from 2000 really great stuff pretty disturbing stuff very out there stuff very weird um like really disturbing uh but great um so that's uzumaki u-z-u-m-a-k-i from 2000 on Amazon Prime. And speaking of someone obsessed with spirals, I'll pass this to Renee. Well, thank you. So my next recommendation, I enjoy because I think there's probably just as much entertaining background on this movie as the movie is itself. Uh, I don't think, I'm gonna tell you guys, I'm having, I'm, I'm not on my game today, but it actually works out because this is one of those recommendations where I feel like I can just say the title of it and then you guys can just take it from there. Um, Cause you probably, you probably have a lot more to say about it than me. So let's say you're, let's say you're a guy and you were in a movie <laughs> that did pretty well, but somebody goofed up and didn't get the copyright on that movie. Uh, so you thought, well, wow, what, what better way to honor the movie that I was in by making my own? Uh, and that gentleman is Mr. Bill Hinsman. And this oh. movie is called Flesh Eater. 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be oh. confused with The Flesh Eaters, which Bill recommended. Uh, I don't remember when at some point. Yes. Yeah. This movie is called Flesh Eater. And it is about some kids that go into the woods to, you know, just get up to some hijinks and debauchery like kids do. And this farmer, this silly man with a tractor, uncovers a grave. And the grave contains a zombie. And the zombie just uh, is, is just hell-bent on taking out these teenagers, as they should. Sure. So, uh, yeah, does anybody have anything they'd like to say about this movie? <laughs> uh, uh, Bill? Uh, every, everyone involved with Night of the Living Dead, except for George Romero, makes you appreciate just how much George Romero brought to the you know yeah brought to the party <laughs> yeah it was uh it's it, it's one of, i actually saw it recently at uh the alamo for part of dismember the alamo wow, really? movie marathon yeah and i had never seen it before i had heard about it and uh let's just say it's one of these films where i think the term gratuitous nudity is not like <laughs> does not do it justice it got to the point where it was the audience was just bursting out laughing because you could just tell, oh, here comes the boobies, and it was just <laughs> like, it was. It got to the point it was so ridiculous that it was just like that was I think the best part was like just everyone was dying laughing for oh, oh wait wait oh more titties woo just because it was funny like not for any you know titillation aspect of it but because it was just so over the top gratuitous that it was almost like a parody of itself. Do you know what an impressive achievement that is? <laughs> I believe the original title of the film was actually "Here Come the Boobies." They changed it. <laughs> they decided. I mean, it was, I, mean, I mean, it was. It was. But and, and that's on top of the film just being. You know, oh yeah, it's 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 an experience. <laughs> that's that's amazing when you think about it because if there is a film called "Here Come the Boobies," at no point in watching that movie did any of the audience ever like say, "This is hysterical." There are way too many boobies in this film. <laughs> yet, so. Full props. Yeah, yeah, so that's my recommendation, and it is available on Tubi. Um, Yeah, so I think that's that's all we have. Although, was there a third recommendation from Zach? No? You said hat trick earlier, and I think, you know, three. No, because he 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 recommended the foot at three times. Oh, Oh, shit, that's right. Sorry. I told you I'm not not on it today. No, don't don't try to make him do more work when actually he's like just taking the lazy way out by repeating something, <laughs> and not because he's senile like when I do it. <laughs> At least his are available streaming somewhere. I could do a I could do a, a lazy third recommendation if you want. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Well, uh, I, well, I, I can I can do one of my patented recommendations of something that everyone's watching. So why would I need to recommend it? But uh, I will say, if you uh, if you're a fan of post apocalyptic horror, uh, the first two episodes, uh, actually, by the time you hear this, maybe the third episode of uh, the latest video game adaptation. You know, those are always great. Huh? Mm. No, just kidding. This one's actually mm. really good. Uh, the the adaptation of The Last of Us on HBO Max. Mm. Uh, which stars Pedro Pascal as uh, a man who, uh, well, let's just say he's trying to get by in a post-apocalyptic world where the uh, the world has been overrun by zombies. Uh, these zombies are kind of special, though, because uh, they have been uh, zombified by a fungus. 
so they, uh, yeah, they, they got a lot of uh, great creature effects. Uh, so far, I think actually all the really cool creatures we've seen have been uh, like prosthetics and stuff. No CGI here, folks. Uh, so it's uh, kind of a, a refreshing uh, change. But uh, yeah, this is a video game adaptation. And don't let that scare you. You don't have to be familiar with the game. And it's not awful like most video game ad- adaptations. It's from the uh, the writer of Ch- Chernobyl on HBO. So um, yeah, it's pretty good uh, prestige television. And uh, so far it's great. So yeah, first two episodes. Hearing very uh, good things about it. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm going to wait till I can binge it, but I'm hearing that. There you go. Stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. So that's my cheap third recommendation because apparently it's it's hot and everyone's watching it. So I don't know why I would need to recommend it, but just in case. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, uh, yeah. Do you, does anybody have anything to sing us out with? I mean, I don't want to take it away from anybody. You know? I mean, I could sing the Last of Us theme song, but I think Paul probably has wow. something. Well, actually, I was thinking, you know, The Last of Us reminds me a lot of Matango, which is also <laughs> known as Attack of the Mushroom People, which is based on on um, uh, The Voice in the Night by William Hope Hodgson, one of the fantastic uh, little ghost story. Um, but one of the things I always find interesting about Matango is you have these seven castaways, um, mm-hmm. and they uh, you, you've got a movie star... And you've got uh, like a rich guy, and you got—I mean, it's just like, wait a second, yeah. this this sounds a lot like Gilligan's Island. So, just sit right back, and you hear a tale—a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. Somebody wants to walk in the world, gotta roll me. They left out the oh, oh God, my throat. For the weekend of January 27th, Bill recommended The Changeling, available on Peacock, Voodoo, Tubi, and Plex, and The Ruling Class, available on HBO Max and the Criterion Channel. All recommended Hollyblood, available on Netflix, and Uzumaki, available on Prime Video. Zachary recommended Atlanta, available on Hulu, and Road Games, available on Shutter, Peacock, the Criterion Channel, Tubi, and Pluto TV, and The Last of Us, available on HBO Max. I recommended Old People, available on Netflix, and Flesh Eater, available on Tubi. Oh, <laughs> oh God, my ears. How <laughs> yeah. do you think we Shelly just yelled from across the house, no! <laughs> <laughs> Poor Shelly. I know. Woman's a saint. Long suffering. <sighs> There you go. That's great. Well, thank you. You're welcome.